Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. Hey, Kyle won after a bye. I don't know if you peeped that or not. I did. I did. Down by 10, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know. This looked like the same old Kyle. I wasn't I worried, man. <laughs> I was never worried. Never worried. Yeah, as usual, that makes one of us. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. <laughs> he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Um, look, we got game balls to hand out. Mm-hmm. Niners win coming off the bye. They get over 500 as they knock off the Chargers at the Field of Jeans, 22-16. The final score on that one will give your game balls. We'll break it all down. Uh, talk about some of those questionable or even non-questionable calls, depending on how you look at it. We'll get into all of that. As always, we want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review located wherever you find your podcast. If there is a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, Go ahead, hit that like or follow button. Feel free to get involved in the show at any time. Hit us up on Twitter. I'm at rhaylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I am at watchrayray. He is at ed25. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks at Bet Online. Look, basketball is here. You got the World Cup coming up. I don't know about you, ED, but I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it's football season. We're right smack dab in the middle of that college football season. You got the playoffs right around the, or the college football playoff right around the corner. A bunch of teams jockeying for position for that still. Um, college hoops. College hoops. Tonight. Is, is kind of the official, uh, the official unofficial beginning of college hoops. Uh, nobody that, cares. That made for TV classic that they have with the Blue Bloods going on uh, on on the Four Letter Network, which uh, I'm sure you're just thrilled about, Ed, because I know how big of a college sports fan uh, you are. But look, whatever it is, Bet Online has you covered. So head on over to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use the promo code Believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So, E.D., we got game balls to hand out. Coming off a win. <sighs> shall I start or shall you? Yeah, you, you can start. You can start, man. Okay, well, it. this one is pretty simple for me. I'm going to go the defense. Second straight week, they pitched a shutout in the second half. Second straight week, they've held an opponent the 70 yards or less total offense in the second half. Mm-hmm. You talk about playing at a championship level. This defense has done in the last couple of weeks. And look, you can say what you want to say. Like, like against the Rams, I mean, obviously a shutout in any half is impressive, right? But it, I kind of took that with a grain. I saw them like, okay, it's the Rams. Like, I mean, like really? Like they're, <laughs> they're a mess, right? I mean, they got offensive line issues. They got all these issues, yeah. all these things going on. Um, and granted, look, the Chargers got their issues as well, down both of their starting wide receivers. Uh, they got some issues on their O-line and things of that nature, too. Quarterback, you know, he, he's got the rib issue. But uh, but still, I mean, he is – you saw it for yourselves. I mean, he he is elite. He is, he is one of the top-tier quarterbacks uh, in the league, speaking of Justin Herbert. And, um, 
I mean, some of the pla some of the passes he was able to make, some of those plays he was able to make, despite the injuries, despite you know being down, his guys uh, impressive. And so to be able to hold that unit, especially how well or how effective they were moving the ball for the most part in the first half, mainly that first drive, uh, just kind of goes to show you, um, you know, be able to turn the page like that, just kind of goes to show you, uh, you know, the adjustments made by D'Amico, which is something that we've talked about on this pod, uh, but also just the play, right? I mean, uh, Tariko mentioned something that got me to thinking just in terms of, of two players in particular uh, and, and two favorites of the show, obviously, Fred Warner, of course, and Talanoa Hufunga. It, it's it's more than just the making of the plays and, and like that's all great but it's, but it's a byproduct in my opinion of just the energy the enthusiasm mm -hmm. the relentlessness the leadership that those two guys bring um one at the second level one on the back end and, and it leads to a bunch of playmaking which we saw out there play itself out on the field on Sunday night. So it was pumped watching the defense fly around the second half. And so they get my game ball. I'm going to give game balls all around the entire entire defense. Okay. Okay. I, well, you know what? We're sort of on the same page. I'm leaning defense. But what you just said, energy, relentlessness, um, you know, playmaking, leadership, Nick Bosa. Mm. I'm not even mad at that. That's my game ball. I, this, um, this is what I got to say to that. Yeah, the defense, <laughs> there it is. The defense, that you're right. This team is going to be led by its defense. We've said that from day one. We were saying it in training camp. That's how this team is built. That's what they put together. That's what Kyle and, and John put together. Defense has to dominate ugly games. We've seen through the years that Kyle's teams are at their best because what I know now about Kyle without question is that he is going to coach an ugly style of football. It's not going to be the pretty, it's not going to be the pretty 45 points a game type. That's not his offense. That's not what it is. It's a physical team. They want to run the ball. It's You're going to be in close games. So defensively, you got to be built to win the ugly games. They've lost some of those this year. Coaching, coaching has something to do with it, but they weren't able to make those plays, have that energy, have that leadership, have the key guys say, follow me. Nick Bosa spent the day in the backfield, harassing the quarterback, making tackles behind the line of scrimmage, getting sacks, um, causing plays uh, and affecting plays elsewhere. So that's my game ball right there. So I'm, I'm on the defensive side of the ball, but I just think he was – he. He did what had to happen. I tweeted out during the game, okay, now it's time for the defensive front to take over. It's almost like he heard me. And he said, follow he me. And, they, and the rest of the guys, the rest of the guys said, all right, we got we to gotta play at his pace. I, I'd like to point out Aminahu, too, as well. He had a forced fumble earlier, and then he had the smack against the arm uh, that allowed that that throw to be errant, that allowed Hufunga to pick it off to kind of seal the deal uh -huh. on, on that last play of the game. And who made uh, him so step up? Who made who made Herbert step up to where that play could happen? Yeah, it was it was the pressure, right? It, it was, was it was Bosa. It was he had to get away from Bosa to do. And that's what I'm saying. You know how how he, this guy he affects, affects things, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, those are your game balls here on the Believe in 49ers podcast uh, here on Believe. So, Ed, you mentioned something about you know it being ugly and, and yeah. things of that nature. I'm trying to graduate away from that. You you kind of encouraged me to do so, but it's funny you mentioned that because Kyle said it in his post game, like, "Yeah, I wish we could score on every drive," and yada yada yada. I got some gripes. 
Okay. You what always the do. heck is going on in the red zone? And, and 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 I say that because you had some opportunities uh to really cash in and I mean 40% just ain't gonna cut it. A. B, I don't know if you heard Jalen Ramsey's remarks. I think this was a couple weeks ago. I think this was after the Rams lost to the Buccaneers and, and Brady engineered that late last minute drive and the Rams defense had been solid or whatever, but he kind of went off and, you know, kind of pointed his finger at the offense. Like, look, we need to have some dogs on that side of the ball, on that side of the ball that want to be able to step up and close the game. We mm-hmm. shouldn't have had to come back on that field. And I, I was, I was feeling that from a Niners perspective, watching the game on Sunday night. You they go for it on fourth down, desperate situation, right? You got a buck, was a buck seventeen maybe left, right? In the uh-huh. game. First and goal on the eight. Can't punch it in. I would have liked to see Kyle probably go for it on fourth down there. But more importantly than that, the defense shouldn't have had to come back on the field. And and or or if they did come back on the field, they shouldn't have to be in a position where they had to make a play to seal the thing because it was still a one possession game it was only six points right i mean they they march mm-hmm. down the field they get in the end zone kick an extra point that's ball game right they had already did their job like they shouldn't have had to come back and then further cement this win at home on a sunday night right like that that was mind-boggling to okay. me and so they the the offense sort of they sort of mucked it up themselves. Okay, so and now interesting what you just said. They had already done their job. Um, you said defensively, they should not have had to come back on the field. Was there more time on the clock? There was more time on the clock. Then their job was not completed. Remember, I told you this before. No one's winning a game or losing a game. You either win or lose when the time runs out. So there's not we're winning or we're losing. That's just the ebb and flow to see who gets the L or who gets the W. You don't get an ING. Now, look, look at look at the standings right now. There, there are no INGs behind the W's or the L's. All you can get is a W or an L. So, so let, let me just say, let me just you know respond to what you were saying. So you okay, you should have gone for it, and you would have liked to seen them go for it on fourth down. No, you want to put your defense in the best situation. So now they have to score a touchdown. It's first of all, it puts it puts your it puts the offense in a different mindset, having to score and get into the end zone as opposed to having to kick a field goal. Completely different pressures on the offense and the play caller. Also, completely different mindset for defense. So you got to understand that. Now that's number one. Time on the clock, their job's not done. You said their job was done. They shouldn't have been out go out there. That so their job's not done until the game's over. That's number one. Number two, we started this off. What type of football team is this? Who leads this football team? The defense leads the football team. The defense leads the football team. You put your defense in a situation at the end of the game. If you start this game saying defense, you got one drive. If you stop them one time, we have put all our money. We built this team around you. You got one drive. You stop them. Look, we can flip it right now. Here we go. Let's cut to the chase. One drive. You stop them from scoring a touchdown. We win. There's not a guy on that defense that wouldn't take that. That's your job. I I get that. Just like I get going into the bye, if you're four and four, you'd be happy with that. But context matters, right? 
you tell me before the season, Jimmy's the starting quarterback and you're going, you're four and four going into the bye, then I'm probably scratching my head. I probably got some issues with that. You tell me at the end of this game, offense is going to have the ball up by three, 117 to go, first and goal on the eight. I'm thinking that should be a two possession game. Now, hold now, context matters. If you tell me Jimmy's your quarterback, um, you're going to trade away one of your running backs. You're going to bring in a new running back. Um, to, to fit into the offense you're going to play a couple games without Kittle you're going to lose your starting corner one of your starting corners for the season you're going to lose a guy that you thought was going to come in and be your third guy for the season and your other starting corner that your free agent that you brought in he's going to miss time not to mention that your free safety who wanted who's one of the leaders on your team is not going to be out there and then you're four and four so that's what I'm saying. If you say, so when you say context matters, you got to go beyond, well, just if Jimmy was the quarterback, that's why I said four and four, where they are, it's fine. This game right here, the way the game played out, and remember again, I said, and you get it in your head, Kyle coaches ugly football. And the red zone, I agree. You got to find a way to get more. You got to be better, right? I, I think got, you got to be better. I'm with you on that. This is a larger what? issue for me. Like, this is more than like, okay. Well, it's just predictability. It's predictability. But now let me ask you this. Absolutely. Let you, Absolutely let predictability. You let me ask you this. The reason, the reason that they didn't have a higher efficiency level in the red zone in this game is because they were trying to run the ball in the red zone. As opposed to throwing it, they were trying more runs in the red zone, which Kyle does a lot. That's just a part of his makeup. Andy reads that way as well. So you, there are certain coaches that like to run the ball in the red zone. Um, I, I remember Mike Holmgren was that way. Kyle's dad was that way. He likes to run the ball in the red zone. Uh, like George Seifert wanted to throw it. So it's just it's the mindset of, of the guy. But the worst part of the defense for the Chargers is what? Their run defense. So – Kyle is like, okay, this is what I like to do. That's the weakness. They just happen to stand up on a couple of plays. I can't. And that's my issue. But I couldn't. But, but what I'm saying, I couldn't fault him. I couldn't fault him for saying, I'm going to attack your weakness. But think about because because like right, okay, let's throw the ball. Let's throw the ball. Well, if that's the strength of their defense, if the pass coverage, their red zone pass coverage, is the strength of their defense, and he's trying to run the ball against their weakness, and and you're saying we are better. Remember, football is a game of matchups. Now, the other guys get paid, too. They made a play. So I'm just saying across the board, yes, they have to do it, but I'm not mad at what he did in this particular game in those situations. I also think he did the right thing. First drive. Okay, there's no reason to try to go for this. Like, go for it. I agree. I agree. I agree. There. Goal. I agree there. I you agree. You kick there. the field goal. And then at the end, you kick the field goal. Now you got to get – you have to get a touchdown. You got to score a touchdown to get on me because it, like I said, it's completely different. The play calling, everything that you're doing when all you have to do is get a field goal. It's very difficult for a defense to stop you from doing those things without putting itself in a situation to where you can give up the game. So now you need a touchdown. We just play defense. So back to what I was saying earlier, you tell the defense one drive. This is that simple. One drive, keep them out the end zone. You win. I, I I I I didn't play on a single defense my entire life that we wouldn't take that. You wouldn't take that. I'll take that. I'll, I'll take that. Even on a, even when we're having a bad day defensively, I'll take that one one shot. So yes, you want to have guys that want to put the game in the way. This is where 
what Jay no, Lorenzo. I, I get what you're saying. That that competitive nature, and and that's what you want as a defense. But this situation, in particular, mm-hmm. how you you would have felt the same way as as a member of that defense having to come back on the field and the game being on the line, knowing you just set your offense up first and goal at the eight to be able to punch it in and make this a two-possession game? How would you have felt running back onto that field? Same way if I had run on the field and the ball was on our eight-yard line and they had fumbled. Said it in the huddle, damn near every time I walked in there after, one of us said it. If, if it wasn't me, it was murder, it was Tim. I can think of, you know, it, one, one of us always said it. That ain't got nothing to do with us. Hmm. What just happened over there? That ain't got nothing to do with us. So let's let's go. What's the call? So so if you wanted to know how I would have walked, that's how I would have walked on the field. I had I can't control what happens on offense. I can't control it. I can't control what happens for the opposing offense that I'm playing against. I can completely control doing my job. My job is to prevent them from scoring as long as there is time on that clock. That is what I get paid to do on Sundays, Mondays. Some Saturdays in in the playoffs and you know what I mean on Christmas and New Year's, whenever holiday we have to play Thanksgiving. That's what you get paid for. So where Jalen is like, okay, we never should, you know, Jalen Ramsey saying we never should have had to go on the field and we got to have some dogs and all of this stuff. Well, guess what? I could say offensively, be a dog and don't let them score the earlier touchdown, and and you wouldn't have been in that situation. Guess what? You don't get you don't get to decide the game is going to be over before the last series. You still mm. have to play. That's a part of your day. So that right there is that right there is pointing the finger and saying it's your fault. No, bro. I gave you the ball with the lead. I gave you the ball. You had the lead. Don't miss the layup. It's what I keep saying about the Super Bowl when everyone's like, Jimmy lost the game. No, Jimmy gave the defense, the number two defense in the league. Everyone's saying the defense carried him there. I gave you a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter, and you didn't hold on to it. Yeah, I'd be if you tell me I ain't do enough. No, no, yeah, I mean, you're right about that. I mean, I tell this story all the time. I'd never been more confident. And I, I went up and went to go get some ice cream. I was already in celebration mode. I, th- I thought the game was over and, and, and six was coming back um, to the Bay. But and to your point, I think the whole Jalen thing, I think that speaks to a larger issue with, you know, yeah, in, that, in, fight, in fighting in that locker room. And which all is that, why which, I never lose sleep Rams. Week. Yeah, That's which is, which is not a situation that, that we have here, thankfully. No. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. We've talked about, I've talked about this a lot. Dre Greenlaw, his propensity uh, to pick up 15 yarders. Yes, yes. What What did you think about that one? Um, that it was it was a 15 yard penalty. Um, Dre's got to stop doing that. Number one, you don't tackle looking at the ground. Keep your head up. Like guys, you this the way I was taught to tackle. It is you hit people with your nipples, and you're looking through your eyebrows. That's how you tackle. First of all, you go hurt yourself. You're dropping your head, looking at the ground. I know everyone's like, "Well, he got hit, and that changed the angle of all the stuff." Well, guess what? If you got your eyes up and you're looking when he gets hit, you may have a chance to avoid that. Or worst case scenario, it's much more obvious. Everyone's like, 
that shouldn't that shouldn't have been a penalty. No, yes, it should have been a penalty. Tell you why. It's spearing. You can't hit people with the top of your head. Now, should he have been ejected? No. He should, no, he should not have been ejected from the game. It's spearing. It, no, you, yeah, in, in, in college. It's spearing, right? In, in college, they would call that targeting. It, yes. So the so, I mean, so that's what I'm saying. It, it was a penalty. He yeah. gets too many of those. He's got to play it because he's a better player than that. He's more athletic than that. So that is something he's got to just keep his head up. And I know, and I've been seeing on social media, they're showing the play in which, and, and yes, guys, okay, here we go. Let's just say it. It's different when it's a quarterback. Of course, it's different when it's a quarterback. Herbert is one of the young stars of the league. So what they did right there, you're right. We're going to make an example. Now, you just got a flag for spearing this guy. You got a flag for spearing this guy. And we are going to kick you out of the game because we don't want that to become a norm when these quarterbacks are coming. Because there are a lot of guys may say, I'll take the 15. Hell, I played with coaches like first 15 on me. Like you, you got to send a message. Quarterback wants to run. All right. Take your shot. Knock him out. This is going to be 15 yards. Knock him out. He's running. So he doesn't have those same rules. That's what the league wants to do. It's not. So they're going to protect the guys differently than when Ayuk had the ball and he fumbled and guys are trying to throw that in there. Is we all know it's I, different. I don't think that. Yeah, I don't even think that's the same. That's different because now he because see the difference on that play is that he was thrown into a, a player's helmet. He was literally thrown into the guy's helmet as opposed to a player coming and you're you're launching yourself with your head. Yeah, but Dar- Darwin's helmet hit the ball though. Yeah, Dar- well, he, he wasn't hit, any head to head. He hit. He hit the. He hit his head when he was thrown. He hit his head first. And then it hit the ball, but then that's still that's on IU. IU's got to get he's got to cover up the ball. Yeah, that's not even the same conversation to me. I I agree with you that that there shouldn't have been an ejection. No, it shouldn't have been. And and I also think that was that that was sad. Also think that, but you got to remember, Ed, we're still in this level of heightened sensitivity post tour, right? And yeah. so I, I think that's a real thing as well. Um, how that played out earlier in the season. Uh, well, no, no, well, well, we're in heightened sensitivity post Tua towards QBs. Towards because, QBs. Like said, Absolutely. Because I said if that were the case, they would have thrown a flag on um uh, on the yeah, this is this is about quarterbacks. And if but, it's but, they, so, they'll so, say so that everyone, it's not, but we all know this is about quarterbacks. It's about quarterbacks. So when the fans get upset and they say, Well, you can't do this, you can't do that. Well, no, you can't hit a quarterback in the head, you can't spear a player, period. And you it's they're going to throw the flag when it's a quarterback. It's like he got a penalty earlier in the year when the quarterback was sliding and he hit him, and they're like, Oh, he didn't hit him that hard. Like, don't hit him. Can't hit him. You no, know, you can't hit him, they're gonna throw the flag. Can't touch him. Yeah. You can't you can't come in and try to kill a quarterback, and that's what they're doing. They're they're saying not only are we going to throw the flag post Tua, yeah, we're gonna kick your now ass. Now we're gonna kick you, you kick you out. Yeah, you getting kicked out of the club. And and, and even and even I mean there was something far less egregious last night in the Washington uh, Philly game with Brandon Graham towards the end of the game. Heineke just kind of gave himself up and Graham kind of came sliding in, not really knowing that, that he gave himself up and they caught a 15 yarder there, which helped Washington extend the game and first down and all that. They, they ended up winning. So yeah, I think there was, I think there was a play you talk about Derwin. I think there was a play that was a little bit more questionable on the max sack. Derwin kind of came in there 
looked like he sort of led with his helmet a little bit. There was no no flag called uh, on that one against Jimmy. Uh, but if you're if you're Greenlaw, I agree. Shouldn't have been any. I don't think it should have been an ejection. No. But at the no. same time, spear like you got spearing, you got launching, like you got all the things in that play of just that are that are fouls. Yeah, so that's right? what I'm like, saying. You can't you, you can't, can't say do that. that you can't say that he shouldn't thrown they shouldn't have thrown the flag. But also you can't argue. You you have no grounds to argue I shouldn't be thrown out of the game when you commit that penalty. You put yourself in line for them to dish out the punishment that they choose. That's the problem. That's the issue, and that's what he has to stop. And and, and Dre, it's really good player. Um, going back, Deshaun Goldston. We all we all remember Hall. Okay, and we know how he was an enforcer, and that was a hell of a secondary, and nobody wanted to cross that bridge between he and Whip. Nobody. Yeah, yeah. Those boys did it. But what got Deshaun Golson out of San Francisco, and I know it firsthand because I heard it straight from the mouth of the uh, GM at that time, is that you never knew when he was going to get the 15 that would cost you. Mm. They loved loved his leadership, loved his talent, loved the fact that this guy was all in for the colors, but you also knew it was a ticking time bomb that could cost you at the most important time. So they that's they had to police that element. Are we are we getting is Greenlaw getting into that territory? Yes, he is. Yes, of course he is. Of course he is. So you so because you, you look at that you look at that situation if, if that same thing starts to happen if that costs so if a play like that costs you because there have been several drives this season in which you extended. can directly say his penalty extended led, extended the drive that led to scoring that that led to a loss I I, I go back further I mean it, yeah, well, it goes, so beyond, what I'm it goes beyond this season absolutely. Well, you haven't I always told you if they if they can say it's your time, if, if they can say it's your fault, you don't win as a team. We don't lose as a team. When we win or lose, it's somebody's fault. Yeah. OK, if they can say it's your fault too many times, they got to do something about that. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. couple other things that stuck out in this one, talking about calls. We never really do this, but I, I, I thought this was interesting. The touchback or non-touchback. Uh, the announcers were were saying, "Oh, that was just dumb." What? what <laughs> how did you? How did you see that? I uh, thought he play, well, well, the play, guys. It doesn't. I thought matter. the play was blown dead. Okay, I thought yeah, he. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It doesn't matter if it doesn't matter if I drop the ball in the end zone. If I fall into the end zone, it doesn't matter if I take off running at that point. Once the referee blows the ball dead, that's it. That's it. Nothing else matters. The referee. The referee blew the whistle. They blow, once the whistle sounds, it doesn't matter what happens, good or bad, after that play. It never existed. Yeah, that's so it. that was just dumb. I mean, I don't, I don't know why they there even was, that. 
Twitter was also going crazy with the false starts on the or non calls on false starts on the the right tackle for the Chargers. I um, I mean he he got a head start on 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 a few plays, but I feel like I've seen that that a lot a more lot. throughout the league that are it's just not getting hell. Like I see Trent do it. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. They're gonna they're gonna allow that tackle to do that. So there are some things that people want to complain about to the letter of the law. It's just not going to happen because it, they're going to look at it like, did that really affect the play? If it is it happening, it, it's, it's just like the delay of game. What a referee is going to because people are like, oh, it was on zero. zero yeah. Well, what well what the ref is going to do? He's going to look at the clock. He's watching the clock. He's looking at the clock as it gets low. It once it hits zero. He's going to then look at the snap. So if he looks at zero and then, okay, it's yes, you're right. It hits zero. But when he looks down at the snap, the ball is being snapped. It's a fair play. It's the same thing that they're looking at that tackle. If that tackle moves and then the ball's coming, unless it's like just really egregious, they're going to say play yeah. because if you would have five hour football games, if you, what if I what did I tell you I learned about playing DB? If I if I play man to man fifty snaps, I hold fifty times. The ref can't, can't call throw the flag 50 off flags. 50 times. He can't yeah. throw fifty flags. He's got he's got to he'll talk to me and say okay, slow that down. And I'm sure they do the same thing with Trent and the other tackles. Like you're a little early, man. You got to fix it. That's that's what they do at every position throughout the game. Yeah, we, I mean, we, when I was coaching hoop, it was, it was something sort of like that too, as well. Like, you know, be aggressive defensively. Like they can only call so many fouls. Right. Um, That's it. And, and so uh, this is the believe in 49ers podcast on believe he is Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, summer, Sean Haylock. Uh, one more thing, ED, before we get out of here, you mentioned something earlier, predictability. And, and, and that just kind of seems to be the issue with this offense, at least mm -hmm. for me, I, I have a couple of things. I've seen some bright spots these last couple of weeks. It's been, the defense, of course, pitching second half shutouts, and then you've seen the running game kind of take a step forward uh, and have these explosive third quarters and or second halves. Um, and we saw it, it to a, a larger degree with McCaffrey and with Eli Mitchell back uh, in the lineup on Sunday. But when you look at the predictability of it, I think for me at least, that's been a direct reflection uh, of – that that's rendered Debo the wide back ineffective for the most part, largely, right? I mean, we have not sort of seen that explosiveness from him coming out of the backfield. There's been a couple mm. of flashes here and there, but we just have not seen it. For all the talk and pompous circumstances coming into this season, this, that, or the other, it just has not been there. And I think the predictability of it uh, has sort of rendered him sort of ineffective in that role. And then, of course, obviously – out there on on the perimeter, it, you know his touches and when is he going to get him? How's he going to get him from a reception standpoint? I mean that stuff just is not there either. Uh, do like how can can is this fixable from Kyle going forward? Uh, the predictability aspect of it. No, I don't think it is because because there are um, factors that are involved in it. Number one, what Kyle likes to do, you have to add that into the mix. Um, you have to add in the fact that um, I think some of the um, surprise element creativity um, that is necessary to 
reduced to predictability is now coaching in Miami. Um, I think, I think that, um, that what it's true, what people say that some of it is based on what he feels uh, the limitations of his quarterback are. Uh, Cause uh, you look at what Mike McDaniels do is doing um, what he's doing with 10 down in uh, Miami and, and with the two, place with two. Yeah. Uh, well, no, no, not with, well, well, see, no, no, I'm just, I'm going to get it. So we got the, you got Debo, the wide back, but oh, then, you're talking about with Tyreek. Then you get Tyreek down. So Tyreek is his wide back down there. And you see the numbers that he's putting up with Tyreek. Well, part of that is based on what I can do with defenses and move this player around. I hope I can move Tyreek around, but also the ability level of my quarterback. Tua, Tua is a more physically gifted guy than, than um, um, Jimmy. Yeah. This is bottom line. That's, there's a reason why Tua was the first pick of the draft. Yeah, no lie. That's what I tell people all the time. And some of these things, you can look at it. There's, there, when we start talking about athletic ability, that has nothing to do with whether or not a guy's going to be a good football player. But that many people ain't wrong. I, I mean, you know, it, like I always tell you, like, it's really easy. Both of these guys are Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. Patrick Peterson is going to be a Hall of Famer. Uh, Richard Sherman is going to be a Hall of Famer. There is no question that both of these guys are a hell of a football players. But if you want to talk about who's the better athlete, there's a reason why one was a top 10 pick in the draft and one was a fifth rounder. Yeah. It, it, this It's really that simple. Because Patrick Peterson is a far – it ain't gifted. even close. Gifted. When you just yeah. talk about athletic ability. Gifted. Not that Sherman's a bad athlete. Yeah. It's just Patrick's a freak. So – that so when you start talking about that creativity and whether or not he's going to be able to lose some of the predictability, I don't think I don't think you can. I think this is the offense. I think that's that this what you it's what you have. I I think some of that new creativity. So is this a regression? Big, no, it's not a regression. It's, they're doing what they've done. They're doing they're doing what they've done in the past. In in the past. Now, like I say, if there is a regression, it may be because McDaniels is not there in his ear as well, saying, hey, try this, try that. I, I, it, it seems like this guy was pretty good at calling plays or implementing some of it because it's always this misnomer that it's the guy in charge that's coming up with everything. You know, these other guys are getting opportunities because they're throwing their stuff in there. Now the question is how much of it are they going to listen to, how much of the tweaking because yeah, it's 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 the main guy's idea. How about this? Now, but it's the other it's guys job, on Monday and Tuesday. The other, yeah, so yeah. the other guys, the assistants' jobs are to say, okay, what do you think about this? And what do you think about that? And yeah, you know what? I was talking to this player and he likes doing it this way. Can we do it this way? Or he's better at this angle. So why don't we try to do it this way? And the question is, are are the other head guys going to listen to that? I think that's a part of it. So I think the the creativity in the, in a lot of this stuff was supposed to come from uh, Trey. I, I I really do. I think that was supposed that that's what he was looking to implement. Well, he, he had he's planning all off season for that. He was planning on all all off season on having the wrinkles come from this guy because where you saw them just trying to hand the ball off to Mitchell or hand it off to cmc maybe that would have been something with getting trey on the edge or you know and now that opens up a lot of different things because you're concerned about that now do you lose sight of debo 
Do you lose sight of Kittle? Do you lose sight of Ayuk? Because they have a lot of different weapons, but I, I think that's a part of it right there. So I don't think you're going to see any change. This is the offense. That's why I said it was good to see the defense take over. They are going to play ugly football. It's okay. You have to be able to win football games ugly. Because when you get to the playoffs, to get to a championship, you're going to have to play some ugly ball. And most of the time, this, the championship games and the Super Bowl is ugly football. Yeah. It's, it's going to be close. It's going to be hard. Even when it's a clean game. It's like you think about the Niners and the Chiefs. It wasn't a bad football. When I say when I say ugly, I don't. it wasn't bad football. It was just, it was like, this is a fight. Yeah. And, and you make a play, I make a play. You make a play, I make a play. And it doesn't get down to, well, the offense should have closed it out right there. It's like, nope. Whoever's up last, you better have your fist balled up because one offense is going to say, now is our time. This is that one drive we asked for. And the defense has to say the same thing. This is that one drive we asked for. And we saw it in the Super Bowl last year. We saw it even in even in that Super Bowl with the, the Niners and the Chiefs. There you go. And if you're not built that way, if you're not built that way, if you're not prepared for that, you're not going to do it. So these ugly games along the way and learning to win those, learning to be comfortable in those it's how you win at dallas in the playoffs last year it's how you win at green bay in the playoffs last year there it is it was it was trending that way in la last season as well in the yeah. championship game uh yeah no i i there i think there there definitely is something there definitely is something to that it, it, it'll be very interesting very interesting the way all of this has unfolded from an offensive perspective you say no regression to me, it's it, it it looks different. It never was pretty, uh, well, but it looks different. Well, let me just see the reason. And I know when you talk about regression, the whole Debo thing and what he did last year and all of this stuff. But now this is this is why I don't. I mean, think that's just Exhibit B, right? I mean, we can go back to Exhibit A in, in '85, right? Like we ain't seen him in like. Well, '85. Is, well, no, this is the thing about '85 is just getting doubled. 85 because I because I know he is such a hot point for you. I'm just doubling him. That's what they did most of this game. I'm I'm gonna double him. I'm gonna take him out. And since that's happening with him, since that's happening with him, I I will make certain. I'll I'll make certain that um, I'm sitting here like that. That was a call I had to let them know something about. Uh, that's a whole that's a whole TV thing that you know about. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, where were we on that one? They've been doubling 85. Oh, so the 85 is getting doubled, and you can't throw the ball to him when he gets doubled. Because once upon a time, even even when 85 was doubled, you throw it to him anyway. But I think the quarterback has gotten to a point to where he's like, why am I going to do that and try and force this? And then everybody say I'm a horrible quarterback and I'm horrible all this stuff. Because a lot of this, it comes into play, whether people like it or not, you already told this dude that you don't want it. So he is auditioning for his next team. So why should I throw this into double coverage when the next people that are evaluating me are going to look at this film and say, why is he throwing into double coverage? They're not going to say, well, that's George Kittle. You're supposed to throw it into double coverage. So that has a lot to do with it as well. You can, I can take away a certain player. I can't take them all away, but I can say you ain't throwing to him. Because his read is going to say, if I got two people on him, go go elsewhere. So that's that's a part of it now. And with Debo, you know, to exhibit B, remember, the league ain't going to let you just keep doing the same thing. That part. So, And that was a concern of mine coming into this season, just how repeatable 
is yeah. was this wide back thing. And we talked about this in the pod during the off season, you know, when, when there was this whole contract situation and all that. And it was like, how repeatable is this, right? Like he had a phenomenal postseason and, and you would have liked for him to be like the team to be rewarded for that, you know, by getting all the way to the dance and, and, and taking six just because of how, how great that was yeah. and, and how much it changed the season for them. But how repeatable is it, right? Like in baseball, yeah. like can you repeat pitches, right? That, that that separates the minor leaguers from your front from from your starters uh, in, in in major league baseball. Can you repeat pitches? Yeah, um, and it's not that, and it's not that he can't play and make those plays. It's just how you defense them. Because I'm sure last year Debo's coming in, and it took a while for people to even really do it. Like, how are we going to play this defense? How are we going to look at him? I know Jerry Rice used to do that. You, they throw him in the backfield, and it would mess up what they wanted to do, like, what do you count it and how do you play it? And what, then you started to say, well, there's a receiver in the backfield, so we're going to play him like he re- he's a receiver. Well, you started playing Debo like a receiver, but they're just running the ball. It's a regular running play. And now you got people out of position. I'm, sh- I'm And what people started doing is just like, guess what? If he's lined up at the tailback position, he's a tailback. And we're going to – and what, what play do we expect with this formation – with this down in distance, on this hash mark, what does Kyle like to run? Because that's what he's about to run. And it doesn't matter if it's Mitchell. It doesn't matter if it's if it's CMC. It doesn't matter if it's Debo. Yeah. So that's where the predictability comes in. Defense has started. The team started to say, wait, wait a minute. They're not doing because same. It's the same plays. It's a different. It's the same, that's all football is, yeah. man. Offenses run the same plays. They just put different bodies in in different positions. But at the end of the day, they're coming out. And they're going to the same spots because it ain't that much room. They're 53 yards. They're 53 yards on the football field and you got 22 people out there. So ain't a whole lot of space. So you got, so you're pretty much doing the same thing. So that's a part of it as well. So you lose, you lose, I think a part of your mastermind creativity in um, your coach leaving to Miami limitations of your existing quarterback to where you know, and by that, I mean, you know what he's good at. So you're trying to put him in positions to do what he's good at. Nothing wrong with that. So that's not a knock on Jimmy. It's just like, okay, these are the, there's no reason for me to try to run quarterback draws with Jimmy. There's no reason for me to have him running around doing these. So you know what I'm saying? So that takes away from some of it. And then the fact that the league catches up. Oh, so those factors to me say this is what you're going to get offensively. Yeah, and uh, Dolphins on the schedule, by the way. Um, <laughs> so that should be an interesting, uh, an interesting matchup. Uh, the the teacher and the protege, so to speak. Uh, in two weeks, the Dolphins visit the uh, field of genes, uh, or three weeks rather. Um, no, no, two weeks, December fourth. Wait, what's that'll the actually be, you know what? That'll, that'll actually be a good one because I think D'Amico will have a good day against so? uh, McDaniel's. Reason being, see, assistant coaches talk. When you're drawing up things, when you're drawing plays, you're going against each other. You, uh, another one of those things I learned up there in Seattle. When, when you're there, you're doing things in camp. You start, How would you react to this if I did this, right? Like yes, stuff like that. Yes, and yeah. Okay, okay, you guys you guys are attacking this defense with this. Like, what is it you're doing? So you start to have those conversations. Like, like you just said, you have those conversations like, okay, we, we're going to put this in to stop that. And, and you know, or, or a coach will come over and be like, you know what? 
I thought we had you guys on that. How in the hell? I, I would see the offensive coaches would come over to the defensive room and they'd be like, how in the hell did you guys <laughs> know that we were going to do that? Yeah, and we're like, that. well, nope, it, the read is this. So when you guys do this way, you're doing this, the backside guy, he's going to look at number three. And if three's not doing there, he's expecting the, you know, the, the over route from two on. The, so th- those conversations have, I'm sure they've had those conversations. So that's going to be interesting to see McDaniel go against Ryan because I, I, I have a feeling they know one another very well. That, that'll be in a, in a few weeks. That'll be December 4th. Prior to that, you got a couple more, including next, including Monday night. Uh, Niners will be back on national television. Monday night football uh, that we playing against the Cardinals in Mexico. Uh, and so uh, we'll break that one down for you prior to Monday before we get there, of course. Uh, shout out to one of our listeners, our lawyer, one of our loyal listeners, ED, uh, our man Kruger. He, he tweeted us. Um, over the weekend, it didn't necessarily agree with our special teams grades. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he, yeah. Oh, I think I saw that. I and then, and then of course, uh, he, he thought we were a little too lean, you know, special teams. And of course, what happens on Sunday night? Right? What, didn't I give him a D? No, I think we both. Hey, I, I think I got it right here. I think we both were like in the C range. Um, do I still have it? I don't have it. Okay. I do not have it. But I think we were both like in the C range. But uh. Suffice to say, Sunday special teams was awful. Um, so, oh man! So, uh, so yeah. So shout out, shout out Kruger uh, for for the call out there. Appreciate that. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this one. Uh, we want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review, located wherever you find your podcast. Uh, hit us up on social media. Tell us how wrong we are, or how much you agree, either or. Uh, on, on social media, I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore, and on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. Go ahead and like on YouTube. We're available on YouTube as well. Uh, just search Believe in 49ers. That's B L E A V. In 49ers, check us out on YouTube. Make sure you like there as well. Uh, and so that'll be that uh, from a partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all later this week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.